This is Daryl Wood, host of Run to Win, the Daryl Wood Show on Faith Talk 1500. First, let me say this show is your show. That's why no matter what I discuss or which guests I interview, your input is value. If it's in the news, on TV, or at the movies, whether political, social, economic, or whatever, at some point I'm talking about it on Run to Win, the Daryl Wood Show, Monday through Thursday from 4 to 6 p.m. on Faith Talk 1500. Here we are again. Good Saturday morning. It is a great Saturday morning. Welcome to Your Family Matters with Michael and Gina Spain. We are your humble hosts coming to you live atop the Fleener building in downtown Detroit. Nowhere land. (laughs) You're making stuff up and I don't like it. Oh, you love it. I hate that. I'm really glad that you've decided to kick off your rainy weekend. It's a little drizzly out there today. Ain't nothing but a thing. I don't even know what that means. It is a special Mother's Day edition of Your Family Matters. I am is so... Is it? Yeah. Oh. Well, uh, will there be presents? Ma- <laughs> your face. We'll be back after this. I wish the listeners I gotta go. I got to run out and get something. Tiffany, face. make a long break. <laughs> your face was hilarious. Uh, yep, I figured. I don't want to say there'll be presents exactly, but there'll be be your presence my with a c exactly my presence and that, that's got to be enough absolutely that's all there's we nothing have. we moms want more than your presence <laughs> that's a lie <laughs> that's not true i did want to talk about um a couple of things because you know exactly what moms want more than anything you i know, do yes and do you know how you know it how do i know you asked you actually asked. I did ask. You were right. on social media. Heaven I help you. Took a you. poll. Well, <laughs> okay. We uh, yes, you de- you decided to ask social media. Yes, I took a survey online. And what was that? The question was, what do moms want and what do moms need? Yes, and, and it wasn't specific to Mother's Day. It was in general. It was. A, it was just all it said was two part question. What yeah. do moms want? What do moms need? Well, because it came in the proximity of Mother's Day, a lot of there were a couple of people who responded who who didn't understand the, the nature of the well, question. Well, I think they thought that I was yeah. asking about like what do moms want as a for a present. Right, right. But I was really what I was really trying to get at was you know as moms, what do we really want every day of our lives? What do mm-hmm. we need every mm-hmm. day of our lives? So I was trying to get to it. It was really interesting answers. We got, I think the number one answer was sleep. (laughs) (laughs) What do I want? I want sleep. And then the other, well, one one just answered sleep and sleep. Like I need and I want both. That's it. Uh Um, But, you know, the other answers that were coming out of this were um, love. Love was an overwhelming answer. I want love. And and I want to be appreciated was very common. Um, we had one person chime in and say, I want someone to deal with school teachers. I don't know what that... Oh, boy. Apparently, there's an issue. Now... I don't want to say who that was, but... Let me ask you. Maybe. <laughs> it's, the, it's not the teachers all the time. When you hear moms say, I want to be appreciated, mm-hmm. 
Do moms not know that they are? No. We don't we don't always feel very very appreciated. We really? in fact we a lot of moms feel that um no one really understands how much they do. Oh, they it's impossible. You know, walk a mile in another shoe. It's 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 first of all it's it's impossible for anyone to know what another person is dealing with. Yeah, I mean that's that's a hard thing to do. You sure. can have empathy for it, but then the other thing is that pr- moms predominantly are dealing with children. They're dealing with juveniles who, until they become juveniles, juveniles. the way you say that I sounds so know you know <laughs> unpleasant. Yeah, it's a, well, have you met one? <laughs> uh, so so uh, there's no way for a 14 year old to get what a mom does it's not until they you know they get into their 20s 30s and become a mom themselves right. where they have well, an appreciation we know that the kids don't um <laughs> we want them to begin to get it except for slam on fathers hence warning, that warning. frontal lobe situation that they we, we didn't we, are you saying that they're i'm about to slam fathers yes i'm just giving fair warning to the fathers out there here it comes get your hard hats on <laughs> oh my. go ahead i got my helmet on go ahead you should know mm-hmm that what that we need to be appreciated right and therefore the 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 there's a big you're a big source of that for us mm. you know husbands say i want to be respected by my wife i want her respect and i want her to you know speak kindly and 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 right. and res- have respect for me in all ways and women say and i think it goes both ways but sure. women women pr- primarily say and moms in particular say I want to be appreciated by my husband. I want him to acknowledge it and every so often take it from me and you know and 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 do it acknowledge it in a way that says, "Hey, I see what you're doing. I see how overwhelmed you are. I see how exhausted the, you are. Yeah. Let me do this for you." Among the people you know, including uh, the problem is it's never enough. Including and, present company. From moms, yes. How do you think men do? What grade do you give them when it comes among the people you know? I don't mean all of the United States, but among the 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 husbands. Oh, I'm sure I'm not going to grade this. No, that's like all right, that's grade like me. digging myself into a hole. Grade you're me. great. You do great. You're incredibly helpful, and and you're very appreciative. You are. No, really, I will say it completely true. You're very helpful, and and I think that. There's this thing that goes on when when kids come along in your life, you have uh, – and it's not always this way. For me – for us, it has been traditionally that uh, I I actually quit my job. I I had a very – you know, I had a great job. I I had a beautiful income. I I, I contributed to that. I was – you know, I'd gone to – I'm college educated. I have have a strong career. I'm in sales. I'm in advertising. And now I get home, and I'm with this baby all day, and I just – now I call myself, well, just a mom. Which is ridiculous, first of all, that I would diminish myself in that way, diminish that role in that way, because that's but that's what you feel like. You go from sort of this this one extreme to this other, and they're they're both equally valuable, but one of them for some reason makes you feel less valuable, and it's because you don't get the same kind of acknowledgement, you don't get the same kind of you don't get a paycheck, you don't get the the boss promoting you because you did a great job. It's just the same every day. So. You have to find other sources for that yeah. kind of acknowledgement, and this is frankly where some of the moms who wrote on this poll, this this survey that I asked about on on Facebook, some said some kind of got right to it, and that said, you know, I really need more Jesus in my life, and that's really, I mean, that's really what it comes down to. Um, people, we all want our children to be happy and healthy, and and to to know that they're loved, and we want all those things, but 
moms need a place to go to be acknowledged and to be, you know, to be, I guess the word is, what's the word, Michael? Help me. You always have the words. Regarded. Regarded. But when it comes to to the the, the relate your relationship with God and how he <laughs> perceives you. And we need to go there and kind of humble ourselves in that place and kind of let him, you know, give us that what give us what we need not yeah. always seek it from the other people around us I was going to say it, it, it's sort of um, I don't know if I'm the need myself. for an external affirmation from your children or your husband um sometimes will disappoint you be- right because and 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 if you seek it from from the lord or if you if you know it intrinsically innately that you are appreciated and and whether you get a paycheck from your boss or you get a a hug from your kid at the end of the night, um, they those things both have value, and uh, you are responsible for applying the proper value to those things. Yeah, I mean, you know, we w- there's so much before you become a mom that you don't know. You just can't imagine how you're going to feel once you have a child. Yeah, and and what and how it will change your life in all ways, not just your you've gone from the career woman to a stay-at-home mom and that change, but just how your heart feels and how everything feels and suddenly you realize how much you don't know. Right. And how much you really like, truly instance, do need y- Yeah. to be to connect to oh. to God and to his word. That's for me, that's how that's that that was never more clear than when I had children. Well, like when you when you become a mom, all of a sudden you have to start wearing different jeans, right? Oh, that's funny. That's <laughs> that's hilarious. Tif- Tiffany, don't shake. <laughs> you are so bad, mom jeans. <laughs> Listen, uh, I want to lighten it up for a second because clearly uh, there are twelve moms that you meet on the sideline of your kids' games. Did you know this? This is from I, I, I was doing a little mom research. Okay. Right in in anticipation of this holy mom week that didn't come out right of this mom <laughs> celebration. Thank you. It's a mom tastic. It's okay. Okay, let's just get to the it. Obliv- Here's number one: the oblivious mom. She's usually sitting on the sideline with her book or her Kindle or her iPad when whoosh the ball comes out of nowhere and hits her in the noggin. Then there's the coach's pet. She thinks she's the assistant coach, but she really isn't. She knows the roster backward and forward, knows all the plays, and thinks she belongs on the field. Then there's the reactor. She's so into the game that she actually thinks she's playing it. She dodges the ball. She shoots the goal. She takes some practice (laughs) swings as if she's in the lineup herself. Then there's the chatty Kathy. She looks at the game as her social hour, gossiping about the latest goings-on at school, neighborhood, and everywhere else. The hallmark of this mom is when her child comes over and says, did you see my hit? And she automatically replies, it was the best one yet, even though she wasn't close to seeing it. There's the phantom. She, Her moves are stealth. She drops her kid off at practice and picks him up without anyone ever having seen her. There's the Bobby Knight mom. She takes every call the umpire makes so seriously that you worry she might have a heart attack on the (laughs) sidelines. There's the know-it-all mom. This mom may not ever have picked up a racket or bat in her life, but she knows everything there is to know about her children's favorite sport, even the slang. 
the braggart at five years old her son was trying out for the travel team at 14 there were already college scouts coming to see him not only is his is this mom's son the best one on the field but everyone must know about it and then there's the snack mom everyone knows your, that's your favorite mom i love this mom Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everyone knows half the reason little kids play the game is for the when the snack comes when it's over. And thank goodness for this snack mom. She knows that orange slices and granola bars are for the other moms to bring. She brings the donuts. There's the fashion plate. I'm almost done. Number 10 mom, the fashion plate mom. Yoga pants and jeans are usually the sideline mom uniform. But there's always that one mom who takes it to the next level. I know that mom. From her beautiful scarf to her full face of makeup, she looks like she's starring in a Ralph Lauren ad rather than (laughs) cheering on her tot. Number 11, the carpool mom. She has enough booster seats for everyone on the team, and she doesn't mind the screaming and the cheering and otherwise rambunctious behavior of a car full of kids. And lastly, there's the proud mom. And, well, isn't that what you all are? Isn't that nice? There you go. You know who is the 13th mom that you're going to catch at everybody's ball game? Who's that? Sandy from Melvindale. Good morning. How are you? (laughs) Good morning. Good morning. From the rising of the sun to the going down of the the same, the name of the Lord is to be praised. Amen. Oh, there you go. The name of the Lord is to be praised. I love it. I love it. Happy Mother's Day, Gina. Oh, thank you, sweet Sandy. A blessed Mother's Day. Thank you so much. That's so wonderful. Do um do you do anything special on this day? No, not really. Well, they they had a Mother's Day uh, luncheon yes yesterday here. Oh, and, nice. And uh, I went. There was there weren't supposed to be any men there. The rev came and gave the blessing and then left. We had a couple that uh, crashed the uh, luncheon. Oh, Oh, oh. you know what? You can't keep the men out of a women's luncheon because they know that's where the good food is. The rev rev didn't come down until after it was over. (laughs) Well, he's very respectful. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Those other men, oh, I tell you, they know where the good food is. That's what I always say. Well, that's what they were looking for. (laughs) The food. <laughs> That's good stuff. But, uh, but uh, no, really, we don't. Uh, well, I go to we go to church on Mother's Day, you know. But sure, my our parent, our mothers are both in heaven, so you know. Yes, so that makes for a little bit of a quieter day, of course. Yes, yes. Well, that's okay. You know, um, tomorrow, uh, Sandy. I have the unique privilege of speaking at church. She's giving the message at worship. Wow, that's wonderful. Yeah. First of all, can you believe that? Yeah, it's like I'm... they'll let any monkey up there to preach. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> me, and the bo- me and the boys are sitting in the front row tomorrow. Oh, no, you're not. Yeah. Do not go in the we're, front row. We're going to do that, and, I'm, and I'm, I'm, br- I'm bringing, like, my lighter for, like, remember rock concerts when you you put the lighter on? We want encore. We want more. Oh, yeah. It's going to be fabulous. I'm, I'm extremely um, uh, nervous about this, Sandy, and I've been, I've actually have been praying quite a bit about it, and yeah, I, I keep, the best thing to do. well, and I keep saying, well, you know, that and writing a speech, that would be, you know, those two things are probably the best thing. 
<laughs> it's writing something that would be helpful. I mean, praying well, is yes. excellent, but then at some point you got to take pen in hand. Well, I know, but well, I think that when God puts you out of your Holy comfort Spirit, zone. Let the Holy Spirit direct you, Gina. Amen. I'm reading, I'm actually, wrong. literally, I'm going to start my whole thing with uh, out of 1 Corinthians chapter 2 because it's when Paul is going to the church in Corinth and he's saying to them, it's not, he's like, I come to you with weak in weakness and with trembling, but... I'm here by the power of the Holy Spirit. Not don't listen to my words. Just trust that the Spirit is working here. And it's like exactly how I feel about this. This is not me because I I don't even know what I'm doing. <laughs> so so we're just gonna pray that there's a message there for somebody to hear and that they receive it. And that's all that we can do. But it will be. Thank you. I appreciate. You're you so encouraging. How you did. Thank you. Sandy's an encourager, and yeah. an, and, a, and an appreciator. There you go. Yeah, she's very good at that. So, how are wings of prayer? Uh, we're we're doing good. We're we're being blessed. Yeah, yeah. We yeah, we went to the nursing home uh, Thursday and Friday. Okay. And uh, it's it's always uh, interesting. You know what I mean? So it's it's a it's a good thing to to go there. You know. Yeah, I do. You, I'm glad to hear that. Feel, it makes you feel good to feel that you're, you know, that you're um, hopefully encouraging them. Absolutely. That's what it's about. And it's not always, you know, you, people don't even have to know that you're doing it. It's just that the fact that you do it yeah, is well, what's we, powerful. We're kind of, we're, we and I are kind of low-key on that. We believe in, we don't believe in that. Of blowing our own horn, you know what I mean? To Always telling, yeah. That kind of, yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's very, that's humble of you, and that's exactly who well, you guys we are. So. We try, we try, you know, to be that way because I know that that's what the Lord wants. He doesn't want you always bragging about what you're doing. That, you know? That's exactly right, my dear. So, all right. Well, this is, um, let's see. Sandy, next Our. week we are going to have an announcement, uh, and we want to make sure that you're here for it. So uh, okay. ma make sure you book it and uh, and join our show early. She's always on. I know. But, some, you I know, maybe she's got a trip. I hope it's good. No trip to the Caribbean next week. I hope it's good. <laughs> well, we'll see. So, it depends yeah. on how you look at I it. I guess everybody's got their own perspective. So uh, a, a, a large announcement about Family Matters, your Family Matters, and they're coming next week. So I, make sure I, you're here. I think, I, I think that, I think that uh, the mothers probably, uh, the thing they would want would be, uh, I probably haven't turned around a little bit, but the thing they would want would be love and respect. That's right. That was one of the most popular answers that we received. And the thing they would need would be a helping hand. There you go. Wow. She nailed it. That's it. That's all we need. You can just close down your survey. You know, Sandy, Michael's brother chimed in. He was one of only two men that actually responded to the survey. You know what he wrote? You have to understand, my brother <laughs> is not... He's what, just like Michael. When it comes to... And he wrote... What moms need, no, what moms want, he said, is to make me a sandwich. A sandwich. A sandwich, he wrote. Oh. Well, I'm quoting sandwich. Moms want to make then, me a what sandwich. And then what do moms need? He said they need ham, cheese, and mustard, and bread. 
So that was his. <laughs> and I said, that is spoken like a Spain man, if I've ever heard it. His, his perspective is somewhat limited. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Oh, baby. Yeah. He is yeah. a trip, that one. Yeah, so. his, his his view of the world is if he sees something on the street, he thinks, can I lay on that? And if he if the answer is no, then he says to himself, can I eat that? You know, that's about the extent of his <laughs> his knowledge. So, <laughs> but that's my, my big brother, Rick. So God bless him. I know he's not listening, but I'll give him a shout out anyway. Well, that's Sandy, God bless you. God bless your week ahead. Tell Louie hello for us. And, I uh, sure will. We will meet here same time, same bat channel next we week. We love you, and I'll, we'll be listening next week. All we right. We love you. All Thanks. right, Sandy. Thanks so much. God bless. God bless. Bye-bye. Uh, same Bat Channel. You remember that? No, I oh, don't. come on. From, Is that from, from MASH No, something? from Batman. Batman? I don't know Batman. Uh, Why do I care about Tiffany, Batman? Tiffany, did you ever see that, that television show? That was the campiest, the best television show ever put on. So we're talking about mothers today. And yeah, here's huh? one of my favorite quotes. There's a lot of quotes about mothers. Yeah. Some of them we can't talk about on this program. But this one we can. <laughs> this is from a guy named Billy Sunday. Okay. He says, I don't believe there are devils enough in hell to pull a boy out of the arms of a godly mother. Ah. I love that kind of stuff. Uh-huh. And it's true. I was blessed with a, uh, a devoted mother, Dolores. And, uh, Who I never got to meet. No, and I was really sad about that. That's one of my great regrets is that she didn't get to meet you because she would have loved you. She really would have loved you. Thanks. Because you're, you're a handful. Uh-huh. And she loved Yes, I am. You know yes, what she I loved am. more it's than true. more than more than anything she loved and respected strong women. She just uh, she didn't consider herself one, but she was in her way. Mm-hmm. And she was, you know, uh, sort of that bridge between generations, you know. She she was born in 1930 and lived through the depression and lived through the, you know, couple of wars and she lost a brother and lost a father at a very early age. Her father died when she was nine. Her mother raised her and her brother alone and went to work, which was very unusual at the time. And then she raised four children herself. And, and, uh, you know, I remember my, you know, at a very young age, I remember telling her I thought she was the greatest cook in the world because she made the best peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. <laughs> I, did, I have that vivid memory. That's great. I love that. And she laughed just as hardy as you just did. Um, but yeah, she. you know what she was? And I used to tell her this. I, say, I, I would say, Mom, you're a great crowd. Because, you know, like comedians say, you're a great crowd. Oh, you're a great crowd. Yeah. She would laugh at all your jokes. She would listen to all your adventures. You know, you'd go out in the world, you'd you know, do whatever, go to school, you'd meet, date the girls, you know, and she'd always want to hear about it. Mm-hmm. Sit down and tell me all about your life. Yeah. And she was a great crowd. Mm-hmm. And I loved that about her. She, 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 uh, she really was, was, was devoted to her children. And, uh, and we should all be so lucky to have one just like her. Well, that's a very sweet tribute to your mom. I'm sorry she's not here. I'm sorry I never got yeah, to yeah. meet her. She's sort of legendary. Yes. You know, in and, our family. And, you know, we have, um, you and I, between us, there's a lot of moms in our lives. because <laughs> We think, got a lot think of about moms. It. Well, because my mom is, yeah. is of course, uh, she's alive and well, and yes. she's one of the most beautiful and strong women that I know. And one of the things that she started in the last couple of years now is she takes, she loves animals, first of all, and she has... 
she used to do this with her she used to ride horses and train with uh, on horses but then she used her horse for to to do therapy with children it was right, called equine right. therapy well then her horse career sort of came to a, an end and she has a dog of course she's always had a dog all these years and she had her dog go through a training program to become a pet therapy dog and these dogs uh, go into the hospital setting, go into nursing homes. Um, I even know that they go into schools. Yeah, and such a great they, ministry. They provide such incredible comfort. So this is my mom's new love of her life is just taking her dog to these places and doing this and and bringing this kind of comfort to people. And I mean, the stories she comes back with they they are riveting. First of all, the the impact that a dog can have on yeah. someone can change everything. It's almost as though. There's not a human that that some people people do not do well with connecting to yeah. humans, but when there's an animal present, there's something that connects them. You so, can't resist a great dog. Well, right. And so, I don't think it's and the humanly dogs, possible. And the dogs are trained to understand, like they know what these people need. It's so interesting. So, anyway, so this is my mom, and yeah. she's you know she has been the biggest support for me for my adult life and my, throughout my entire life. She has always been very supportive and very um encouraging of me and just always giving of her time and of her energy and of her everything she'll well, sacrifice anything to come and help I, since we're since we're on this parade and of self-service i i want to mention another person who is uh, devoted to service and that is my mother-in-law jill um Do Kath, I, can, is she like my mother-in-law too by marriage i hope so i don't know if that works but i hope so I don't care. Yeah. Well, we call her Mom 2 and 3 because she, she calls herself, <laughs> well, she signs the cards like that, Mom 2, Mom 3. Yeah, but she is uh, she is tireless in, in her service and devotion to our family, to our kids, her grandkids in particular. And, and one of the things that I've loved uh, uh, about, you know, the, the horror of losing her daughter, my wife, Kathy, um, and some of the grace that came out of that is how she... Uh, and and uh, my father-in-law, but we're talking about moms today. So how she embraced your two biological children uh, that 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 rounded out our uh, blended family as her own uh, grandchildren, and to see that and to see her devotion um, to them and to to serving them is just uh, been one of the great um, one of the nice things that have uh, the grace-filled things that have come out of our experience, and so. Um, uh, uh, a tribute and a, and a loveling, uh, a loveling, loveling, a loving shout out to uh, to her. Yes. Hi, Jill. If Hi, you're listening, Jill. usually she does. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We love you. Thank you. That's for right. Everything. Well, they're up north, and I forget about the internet, which I should mention. Well, I will after the break. Uh, <laughs> coming up, we have Carl Gaelic's good word for the day. It's just about time for him. And uh, after the break, uh, Gina has something very compelling that she wants to bring up. So we want to remind you that our phone number is 866-423-9578. We'd love to hear from you. If you have a, uh, a maternal tribute you want to get to or a conversation, we'd love to hear from you. 866-423-9578. This is the time of day when we class things up around here uh, where Gina and I step aside. And we let Carl Gaelic, the Reverend Dr. Carl E. Gaelic, Deliver his good word for the day. Carl is pastor, leadership coach, and author. His book, The Love Paradox, available on Amazon.com. But for now, it's time for the good word for the day. Encourage. The good word for the day is encourage. St. Paul said it best. Encourage one another and build one another up. The good word for the day, encourage, has 
its roots in two words, to call out. The picture emerges perhaps of a coach who, shouting out to the players on the field, asks them to reach deeper for more athleticism. Maybe it's an image of calling out to someone who is ill and in need of hope for tomorrow by mustering strength for recovery. I also think it's a great way to deal with teens and teenagers. They're often in need of calling out to them and providing assurance they can reach deeper than an athlete and persevere greater than those who struggle with illness to emerge from this in-between time, passing out of childhood and into full adulthood. Encourage. Paul asks us to encourage one another to build one another up. And today, we might consider how you might encourage a teen or youth that you know to call them into the full adulthood that is in front. For more information, visit me at carlgaelic.com. Life insurance from Thrivin' Financial for Lutherans is all about living. It's about enjoying every moment today because you know your family's tomorrow is taken care of. It's about enjoying that extra sense of comfort because you took an extra step to protect the ones you love. For information, contact Northeast Metro Group at 586-991-6237. That's 586-991-6237. Registered representatives for securities offered through Thrivin' Investment Management, Inc., member FINRA and SIPC. This announcement is sponsored by MARF, Mothers Against Rotten Flowers. Speaking on behalf of MARF is your mom. Sweetie, all us moms get it. You're uber busy. But Mother's Day is like close, and this is no LOLing matter. When you surf that worldwide internet of yours and send us some ragged old warehouse flowers that croak faster than brain cells on spring break, well, honey, it says you don't care. Oh, and moms know grocery store flowers when we smell them because they stink. Don't make your mom cry herself to sleep. Send her flowers from thebooks.com. You're spelling impaired, so I'll help. B-O-U-Q-S and then like dot com. Books flowers are grown on a volcano in South America where kids love their moms and they're booking awesome. And all Books flowers are one freaking low price, shipped free in about a day. Get an extra 15% off with promo code FLOWERS. Show mom you care this Mother's Day. I am yourself, code FLOWERS, to save 15% at thebooks.com. That's B-O-U-Q-S.com, thebooks.com. Hi, my name is Marvy Wright. And Sarah Jordan. We would like to welcome you to listen to Total Woman Radio Show. We cover subjects that reach the heart and soul of every woman. Come witness change emerge through conversations. For more information on Total Woman, please visit IamTotalWoman.com. The show airs every Saturday at 1.30 p.m. on Faith Talk 1500 a.m. We hope to see you there. Thanks for starting your weekend with us. You can find us here every Saturday at 9 o'clock Eastern. I got a little tickle, Gina. Finish this up for me. Uh, oh, <laughs> the show's on every Saturday morning at 9 o'clock Eastern. Wow. You can get us on the Internet at www.faithtalk1500.com. Live and in wherever streaming and wherever you are in the world. You almost said live and in color. I was going to say that. That's exactly what I was going to say. We kind of are in color. Come my, on. Uh, my throat just closed up right there. Oh, I'm you so think, sorry. You think I was stung by a bee during you the commercial poor, break? Poor thing. I, gosh, I, might, well, I well, might need. While you get out of being your, the klempt over there, I'm going to talk for a minute. <laughs> because every time we come into this 
studio. We're doing it for a reason. We're here because we're part of a nonprofit organization. We're not part of it. We actually started the thing. And um, <laughs> it's been around now for eight years. It's called New Day Foundation for Families. And our mission here is to work with families affected by cancer. Because you see, there is there's research, and then there is what we do. People need research. That's for the future. We are very present tense. We're right now. We're helping families on the ground who are struggling with their finances as a result of cancer. We have a set of core values, and we'll share them with you. We believe that no one should fight cancer alone. We believe in the foundational truth to love your neighbor as yourself. We believe that families fighting cancer should never have to choose between treatment and putting dinner on the table or getting someone to treatment. We believe that every family deserves help regardless of their socioeconomic background because crushing expenses, fear, and stress do not discriminate when cancer strikes. We believe that there is a new day for families fighting cancer, and it's where hope begins. We believe that you, our listeners, are the new day. You are our support system. We rely on you to help us keep this program on the air so that we can keep this message going. We can talk about family life, and we can also support families who are fighting cancer in the process. So if you're inclined to give, our website is foundationforfamilies.org. And, um, you know, this, is, this has been our ministry. This has been the purpose of this radio broadcast since day one. Yeah. And finding support for it is not always easy. And so um, if you're inclined to support us for the remainder of the year— <laughs> Uh, let us know. It's not that much, actually. We'd be surprised. We get one donor who wants to commit to a $10,000 donation today. We could be on the air for the remainder of the year. Think of it that way. So in the meantime, uh, Michael, you and I had a really great weekend last weekend. Yeah, it was full, that's for sure. It was. It was. We had a, um, it was our two, our two youngest sons, who are both eighth graders, made their confirmation in the Lutheran Church. Yes, this, yes. This past Sunday. Saturday, actually. It was a week ago today. And you and I um, saw them through that process for many years. Uh, we had a different method, different ways of going through it. We had uh, one of our children was actually in the Lutheran school system and took religion class during the school day. Another one of our sons took uh, confirmation classes every Wednesday night, drove him up to the, up to the church, and he participated that way. And it all culminated in a, cer a, a beautiful ceremony last Saturday. It was actually a gorgeous day. Yeah. And we had, it was, I'll tell you what the highlight was after the ceremony was over and the children had sort of shared and proclaimed their faith before everyone and, and said, this is who I am and this is what I believe. We had then had a gathering and so many of our family came from up north, from mm. Mount Pleasant and from up north and from everywhere. It was such a great day. I just absolutely loved it. It was really easy. Really blessed to be surrounded by family. Completely blessed. Yeah. But what we want to talk about a little bit is the confirmation programs in churches today. And we, you and I have, have, have five children. We've had one go through a very non-conventional, almost in-home kind of a program We've had two go through the Lutheran school systems. We've had two go through um, the, what do you call it? Like sort the of like catechism a, program. So, yes, right, and which is not, it's on a Wednesday night yeah, or whatever yeah. night of the week, whatever. And it's been a conversation in our house because, of course, it was a struggle getting the kids to, to not just to go to the confirmation classes, 
but to engage in them and to actually like them. And we brought this up at the dinner table the other night, and I thought it would be worth discussing on the air because I'd love to hear what our listeners have to say about this subject. The number is 866-423-9578, 866-423-WLQV. The, what do you think of confirmation? Is it still relevant? Uh, what was your experience uh, etc. 866-423-9578. Well, and even more than that, what I want to know is how do you imagine that we could better engage our young people today in the process of not just attending a class and slogging through it? Because that's really what it felt like for us this year. It was difficult. And it's, you know, it, it's a struggle, I will, say, I will admit, admit to with, with the kids and their, their resistance to it. But, you know, how can we get them somewhat excited about participating in it? You know, and I, I, there's so many thoughts run through my head. Part of me thinks that it would be helpful if it was more of a community-based thing rather than an individual church thing. In other words, in order to get confirmed in your church, you participate in a program that is a community-wide program so that there are kids coming from all corners to one place to be taught and, and schooled in the fundamental truths of their faith and and I know what will the problem will be is we'll have denominational differences we'll have whatever yeah. it'll be all that which is the problem but it would be to me it would create an atmosphere of you know I'm not just one of two kids in the eighth grade in this Wednesday night program well um, I, you know what I mean that's kind of how it was here's what some people's uh, 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 impression of confirmation and that experience and the classes and so forth are. <clears throat> Excuse me, I'm really, I should have a drink of water here. I'm, I'm getting really raspy, G. Oh, well, hang in there. Hang in there, old man. Here's it's the uh, Here's the checklist. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, here's the confirmation checklist. Is, is it a one-size-fit-all program? One-size-fits-all program. Is it a checklist of memorized scripture and doctrine? Is it a, quote, pass on a required exam. Is it a program taught by typically one person, a pastor or a, or a youth director? Is it a fast-track course with absolute faith as the prize upon completion? Or is it a program that gives only answers with no room for questions? And that's what I think a lot of people experience in the confirmation programs not everyone i'm sure there are there are exceptions uh, out there but um those those kinds when you hear that that sounds very familiar to me having gone through a confirmation process 40 years ago and having had five children complete a confirmation progress uh, process by the way in several different churches mm -hmm. and from several different angles public school private school I hear that checklist and I go, yeah, it sounds really familiar to me, yeah. unfortunately. I, yeah, it does. You know, and I, I remember recently speaking to one of the, the religion teachers who, who said to me, you know, because I, I was asking the question, I said, why do we do it the way we do? And she said, because that's how we've done it for the last 500 years. <laughs> and I said, well, do you think that maybe we ought to try to speak the language of our youth today and try to come to their level and try to engage them in a way that they've never been engaged before. Like, okay, we just had this experience. There's a Bible. Um, one of the boys received a Bible as a gift for confirmation. It was called the Revolution Bible for Teen Boys. 
for teenage boys. And this Bible is so cool and so engaging. It's the same Bible. It's the same scriptures. It's the NIV, I think. But when you open it up, they've, they've added sort of really relevant life um, it, it, they've anecdotes added, they, uh, to, yeah. this, to it. That, that really, in contemporary language. Right. That really makes sense to kids. So that when they're reading the Bible, it's not this this sort of yeah. abstract, you know, I'm not really connecting here and some of this stuff. I will tell you, this is this is what my, I think, for, uh, I'm sorry, I cut you Go off. Go ahead. No, no, I'm no. I'm used to it. Go no, ahead. No, I no, apologize. Please, I realize I, you didn't finish. You I were can't... talking about the Bible, but you didn't tell us what about the Bible. It doesn't matter. Please, I forgot already. Just go. Your, your setup took so long. I, didn't, I don't know what to do with it. But <laughs> so, here's what I think that the underlying issue is. They're dying to hear. Who's delivering the message? You have the, the, the overly devout, if you will. That's not the right word. But you have these people who are, are conducting. If you ask anybody in the congregation, would you want to run a youth program here? Would you want to run the confirmation program here? I believe that to a lot of people, it's, it's jury duty. Wow. That's that's not fair. I don't know about I, that. Well, why don't we see more talented people doing it? You and I could probably point to one or two talented people doing it that we know out well, of the hundreds that we, we know. We don't know hundreds of churches and how they're doing this. That's not fair. I don't like. I don't agree with that assessment really. That's. I don't know that that's it. I don't. I don't think that that's it completely. I do think that there is some lack of talent in that area. I would and when agree. I say talent, but, I, but part of it, I don't think it's the talent. I don't think that it's that people aren't engaged and wanting to work with kids. And I think I that think they, they do. Have the intention. To I do think that. that there's a lack of a curriculum. There's a lack of real guidance. I think that I do. You're rolling your eyes. No, I'm not rolling there. my eyes in the least. Okay. I, I, I think that it's probably chicken and the egg. I agree with you that there's a lack of obvious curriculum. I think a lot of people don't want to have to be responsible for create for creating curriculums. To it's 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 out of their wheelhouse. Were there to be an accessible and dynamic curriculum available for young people, I think you're right that probably more talented people might be drawn to that process. Right. But in the in the meantime, I think that that it's chicken and the egg. I think the curriculum is necessary, but I also think that you take the Bible you were just talking about that our son got, which I looked at for five minutes and I went, this is phenomenal. And I could do, I, I know I could connect to kids with this in my hand. Mm-hmm. But I also know that with that Bible in the wrong adult's hand, it's still going to be dry and unrelatable right. and terrible. Well, I just, I, I have this vision. 866-423-9578. I have this vision for what confirmation could be. I envision it as such a community program that, that when, when all the churches come together and unite, first of all, I think that makes us better as Christians, first of all. Yeah. And we, we all work under one umbrella. Let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. I love that idea. Yes. Is there any other program that you know of where all the churches in the community unite? Well, they attempted to do it through each, which was called Everyone a Chance to Hear. That was a while ago, but that was a non-denominational So that's united... an example of no. Okay. No, I don't know. I mean, okay, let's start this way. The truth let's, is. Wait, let's start. Let me finish this sentence. Let's start this way. All the Lutheran churches, oh. all the Catholic, whatever, however we got to get there. But, I mean, that would be a huge step 
okay? Because if you have a community would be of, great. of kids that are all coming together in one place, right. and now, and by the way, right. that feeds right into your youth program. Oh, listen, that's now fantastic. Now you've connected and developed relationships. Here's, here's the design. Makes sense. It totally makes sense, and I, I would. That's my. That's a dream, but here's the design flaw. Okay. Every one of those churches is competing against itself, uh, competing against each other for members. But they're, but no, wait, and stop, they stop, see, no. And they see their youth programs as membership drivers. And when your youth program is going to get equal billing to my youth program, I see us as competing for members. Can I can I explain something? And to that's you? why that everyone fear. has a home church where they will have their ceremony take place or whatever. I, it I is. know what you're saying. Or actually, it doesn't make any sense because if they've all been together, they should do it united. Yeah, but so I'm saying so to why, you that, but, that this is the design still, flaw. But everyone still has their home church. No, it is not a design flaw. Between you and I, we understand this. I'm talking about between the church councils of the world, then why hasn't this happened on any other level? I can point to a Lutheran church that that disciplined its pastor for for taking part in a in a multi denominational service in the aftermath of nine eleven. I'm ta- talking about multi denominational now. I've backed off of that and I've said Keep all the Lutherans in their bubble together. Keep all the Catholics together. But all the Catholic all churches the compete with each other. All of the Lutheran Michael, churches compete Michael, with each other. Michael, Michael, I know, but the kids still go to the church that their parents attend. It doesn't matter where they go to youth group or but, where they go to confirmation. I love it. Let's propose it. I think you're going to see fear that if you expose your great program to my members, I'm going to lose members. And I think that's what, what drives a lot of church councils. You and I have seen it firsthand. It drives us crazy. I love your idea. And if I were on a church council, I'd vote yes. But guys like me don't go on church councils. Oh, boy. They don't. We're not welcome there. That's okay. Everything you're saying right now is kind of getting under my skin. So eight six six four two three nine five seven eight. Maybe you want to call in. <laughs> <laughs> yes, maybe I want to call. I'm in? telling you that you you t- you point to one example where I'm wrong. You point to one example where where there all are, the churches. First of all, you make it sound like you have complete knowledge of every church and how everyone's doing it all across the country. All I'm saying you is, are you have about. A one one millionth of an ounce of information on this subject. I've been to a lot of Lutheran have, churches. I've yeah, spoken you, at them. Yes, I've been Lutheran. to the well, you, Lutheran. So I, Lutheran. I grew up. I grew up Catholic. Right. My my uncle was that was Catholic. My uncle was a priest. I was an altar boy. I know. I spent th- uh, thirty five years, forty almost forty years in the Catholic Church, and that and then I I, I worship in the Lutheran Church. I've I've spoken in the Lutheran Church. I've done workshops in the Lutheran Church. I, I know, know a little anything, bit about... But you don't really know. You haven't I don't really to, know. You're making humongous assumptions. Oh, that's what radio and is. I'm sure, I'm sure that there are places and churches and maybe, you know, whatever it is, some small pockets of places that where there are confirmation programs yeah. where kids are more engaged, well, where kids oh, are yes, more, you know. Yes. And by the way, there are some really great youth groups out there. And I think yes, that those are. two things need to work right together. Well, I agree right with you. Here hearing me agree exactly. with you, but then I go back to, I your love cynicism. your idea. You go back to your cynicism. I go back to present day reality, not my cynicism. Point to any other program that works like this. 
I don't know of any. Well, I, there you go, and I, there's a reason. Okay. It isn't because people haven't you suggested it. You think it's because it. everyone's competing for members, and I'm saying to you, when we're when we're at the eighth grade level, we are. This is something that we're. None of the specific churches have any say over what's going. It's a it's a united thing, and the parents. By the way, I mean a lot of people go to church within their own communities. It's not like. Right. I mean, you know who would have great knowledge about this is Pastor Carl. And next week, I want to ask him about this. In fact, I might, I might text him. I know he's golfing right now, but I'm going to. But I'm <laughs> leave I, the man I, alone. I wish he were here because I, you know, I, I look and I say to you, point to any other program. Is anyone going to call in on this? Because the number you, is. I think they're frightened to. Eight six six. They don't want you to yell at them. Nine five seven eight eight six six four two three WLQV. We want to talk about how we can get our youth, our young children today to grow up in the faith through the examples that we set in our home, by coming to attending worship services, and then by putting them through these programs that are designed to give them sort of specialized um, training, if you will. And the critical element of that is how do we get our old people in our churches to relax and stop being fear-driven when it comes to new and innovative programs like these? That's what we're talking about. Well, I do think that, you know, I love your ideas. What we've seen over these years is we've seen the the increase of non-denominational churches. They're like the fastest growing segment of church in this country. Am I right? Yes. Meanwhile, the Lutheran Church, which has a a sound doctrine and has founded on, you know, the principles that Luther taught us through the Bible and all this. it, It this is a church that seems to be diminishing in size. Yes, And there's a reason for that, too. Right. So if the church is looking for ways to become more relevant in this world because we're we're clearly losing our relevancy uh, then we must learn to engage i don't think it in, is and i don't see why opening up i don't the think dialogue. the church is looking to become more relevant oh really i don't think the lutheran church is looking to become more relevant i think the lutheran church is looking for people to finally understand them and get in line Okay. I don't think that they're looking to change. I think they're looking for the world to change and finally understand and get what they're presenting and, and come back to the pews. And in the meantime, while they wait for that revelation to happen, the world is leaving. And it's unfortunate because I agree with you. The doctrine is sound. I think that there are a lot of good-hearted people there, and, and, and frankly, in the Catholic Church, too. I know a lot of great people, a lot of great priests, a lot of great—I don't have a lot of experience in other denominations, but I'm, sh- I'm certain that they exist in those places, too. Unfortunately, change and innovation and so forth is sometimes met with great fear, deep-seated fear in these church councils, mm-hmm. and that prevents any— thing from getting done. I did just get a text message. It said um, National Day of Prayer is yeah. something that unites us all. Um, somebody, she wrote here, Good Friday, um, both multi-church. Good Friday is mul- it's a multi-church thing? I don't know what that means, but that part I'm confused about. But the, National Day of Prayer oh, is held just at everybody go to their church or to their home and pray. That's not, it's a shared experience, but it's not a shared program. It's not a shared program where we all share the, the extended experience for three years of learning and confirming our faith. Mm-hmm. That's a difference. We have to step aside. Can we still step aside, Tiffany? Just a two-minute break. This is Michael and Gina.
When it comes to financial security, there's one name you should know, Thriven Financial for Lutherans. It's the name nearly 3 million people turn to for professional advice. The Northeast Metro Group of Thriven Financial for Lutherans takes a team approach to helping you reach your financial goals. That means you'll have more than 29 years of combined experience on your side. Find out more by contacting the Northeast Metro Group at 586-991-6237. That's 586-991-6237. Registered representatives for securities offered through Thriven Investment Management, Inc., member FINRA and SIPC. Every child deserves nutritious food. Every child deserves clean water. Yet in countries like Haiti and Guatemala, tens of thousands of kids wake up every day with neither. Many of these children cannot attend school because they have to spend their days carrying water many, many miles. They are being robbed of their childhood, their innocence, their health, and sometimes even their lives. These children are praying for an end to their suffering. They long for a better life, a life where a drink of water doesn't mean sickness or maybe even death. Today, you can give the gift of life and hope to a suffering child through Food for the Poor. A $50 one-time gift will change the world for a child by giving him food for a year and water for life. Please call 855-849-4673. That's 855-849-HOPE. 855-849-4673. Or give online at faithtalk1500.com. 2 Corinthians 4.15 All this is for your benefit. Focus on the family's biblical advice benefits your life. So that the grace that is reaching more and more More people, people. it's advice that helps more and more families thrive. May cause Thanksgiving Thanksgiving to overflow. Advice that will make you thankful too. To the glory. To the glory of God. Listen to Focus on the Family, weekday mornings at 9.30 on Faith Talk 1500. Thanks for hanging in there with us. It's Michael and Gina with your Family Matters on WLQV. We have uh, precious little time yes, left. Yes, the spirited debate continued while we were off the air. Well, you apologized in the, during the break, <laughs> and I, I accepted. So that was gracious of you. <laughs> yes, you're so good. You are so good. I, I do. want the world to know that I, I accepted oh, your apology. Oh, dear, dear, and Thank dear. you. Listen, uh, you know, we. It's a, I, the bottom line, I love those ideas that come from people like you. We have a friend named Hammett who, who is uh, blessed and, and, and is a blessing to, to the youth. Uh, we know a couple of other, you know, uh, our friend Pastor Justin. There are other people who really connect to youth, and they have great ideas. I unfortunately have seen some success, but I've also seen it met with great fear. And I, I, I dislike that because these are talented people with, with the Spirit of the Lord in them, and they want to share it with the youth of this world, and we desperately need that kind of thing. We absolutely do. And I, I'm, you know, I'm just trying to create innovation in this because the, the, our experience with this with our children was a struggle. I'll be honest with yeah. you all. It, yeah. it was a difficult thing, the ki- you know, trying to convince your child that they need to do this class and that they need to engage in this class. And they're like, it is so boring, Mom. I'm bored. I don't know anyone. There's nothing to, you know, there's nothing there for me. Yeah. And I'm like, but Jesus, he's there. He is there, yeah. <laughs> That's not, I don't know. They're not connecting. So I want to be able to speak their language, and I want to get them enthused about it. Well, there you go. In the meantime, let's take care of our moms this weekend. What do you say? I love that idea. You ready idea. to be taken care of? Please do. <laughs> Whatever that means. Well, God bless all the moms of this world. Uh, nothing happens in the family, and it's just your family matters. Nothing can happen. No family can be created without there first being a mom. 
that no true words have been spoken. Seems kind of obvious, right? <laughs> no, thanks for loving us. Take care of us. Amen. So it's about 9.58 in this morning, and he's blessed us not only with moms, but with a new day. And what we do with that is all up to us. We'll see you next Saturday.